welcome to yet another episode of 177 Nations of Tasmania. I'm Mark Thompson. For us living in peaceful, stable and affluent Australia, few of us can conceive of having to leave our family, potentially for years, on a journey to the unknown in order to seek a better life. This is what Reza did when he set out on what would be a hazardous one-year journey, starting in Iran and ending on a leaky boat to Australia. It's a choice many of the two million or so Afghans living in limbo in Iran make every year, unable to return to Afghanistan because of fear of violent persecutions and death, or stay in a country where they lack basic rights to work and education. Hundreds of Afghans, mostly Hazaras, a persecuted ethnic minority, have made Tasmania home in recent years and have been making a contribution to our state. And I hope you will find Reza's story an inspiring tale of resilience and determination. First question is a sort of a simple one, but it probably has a long answer with many stages. And that is, how did you come to be in Tasmania? Actually, I've got a job in Tasmania. At first, when I came to Tasmania, okay. I started work at the Uniform City as a sewing machinist. Okay. Because when I was back home, I was a tailor. It's my, ba my bad accent. Tyler, my mom is closing company. Uh, oh, Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. Taylor, yeah, not Tyler. Yeah, not Tyler. <laughs> yeah, two very different jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I worked with that company for nearly a year, and then lost that job. Applied for some other companies, and luckily got a job at Hill Street Grocer for nearly four years. Yeah, and I lost that job and uh, not lost, I just quit it because I've got a new job working at Zephura Coffee as a kind of new experience managing that restaurant. I think mm -hmm. I can learn something. Yeah. I, I'm still new in Australia and I feel like I can learn and yep. get something new. <laughs> so you, you weren't in, you didn't come to Tasmania directly. You said you're in, you're in Sydney first. Um, no, I, I actually, oh, uh, that's a different story. I, I came to Australia in 1st of 2012. I came to Australia as a refugee by both. I'm one of the both people. Uh, I was been in the Christmas Island for a month, then nearly nine months in Curtin, in detention center. Yeah. And when immigration believed that I'm the right person, they let me go. And I went to Sydney for a month. So that time was a terrible time in my life, I think, because I had no English, no family, no friends. Yeah. And I couldn't find a job in Sydney, which is it's unbelievable because t Sydney's are many, many opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I lived Sydney to Melbourne and met some uh, mates in Melbourne. They all helped me to get a job. And I started work with a timber company for four years and study online English. And then when I feel that I can do something for myself and I learn English, that's helped. I tried to find an easier job and I've got a job in Tasmania. That's why I moved here. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Tasmania. I'm at mm, Lots of good friends here. I feel not really lonely here, and which is good of Tasmania. Tasmania bring luck for me after nine years. Uh, my wife and my son, they got a visa and they joined me here just two years ago. 
Yeah, 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 that would make. Uh, a, I imagine that would make a big difference. Oh yeah, life is so good now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, life is so good now. Yeah, every day when I finish work, I can go home, see my wife, my son, and my new baby girl. Life is so good and easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but by the sounds of it, well, I mean, it obviously wasn't always so easy. Uh, I think when. In my case, I think when families join together, it, that means everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. When I left my son and my wife behind, my son was 45 days old. And my wife, she has grew up my son by herself without me. Mm -hmm. uh, I, know, I, I, I send her money, I support her for economy. But it's not enough. If, if money is not everything. Yeah. But when family join together, it's, it means... Here's things. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it must have been a, a pretty big decision to leave leave your family at that time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's over now. I have my family down here and I'm happy for my son's future. And I don't need to be worried about him. Or I don't want to tell something sad, but, you know, People in other countries with different exper life experience, they have really hard situation. Yeah. And that's why I decided to move, to find somewhere safe for my family. I know it's really hard to, uh, you know, if, if you imagine that someone live in Melbourne with their family and move to Tasmania for work for a week, it's really hard to not see their family. Yeah, yeah, I, I did that because of the better future, better life, or safe place to live. Did you did you imagine it would take so long for your family to get together again? Uh, or did you just sort of not think about it at the time? Actually, on that time, really not. Mm. But yeah, it takes a long time. On that time, now, now I never think about it's gonna be take all my life. <laughs> yeah. And so in that, your, just to be clear, your um, family, your wife and your kid, they were living in Iran while you were yep. here? When I left them, be them behind, yeah, they were in Iran. Yeah, because as I understand, um, a, a lot of Afghans end up in it who are yep. escaping uh, it. Yeah, I, I actually, my, yeah, my, my parents left Afghanistan a long time ago. Okay. Yeah, when I was around one or two years old uh-huh yeah and, uh, that means I, I have no idea about afghanistan because i've never been there yeah, yeah but, but originally i'm from afghanistan i'm ethnically i'm back to hazara people yeah i'm hazara and most of hazara people is migrate to other countries just because there's not safe for hazara people yeah yeah i guess a lot of people would have heard about the persecution of the Hazara people, yeah, because they're a minority in Afghanistan, yeah. aren't they? No, no, the big group of ethnic group in Afghanistan. Yeah, we are a bit a small group of uh, people in Afghanistan, and yeah, Hazara people. I think Hazara people is working hard to and really sexist, but they have no rights there. Yeah, not a safe place for them. In Afghanistan, sadly. 
but what's the what's the situation in, in Iran? Is is I I've, I've met a few people um, like in, in in a similar situation to you, whose parents left like 1982 and have brought up in Iran. But from what I gather, it's you don't have the same rights as a native Iranian. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Iran is a beautiful country. Iranian is beautiful people. Yeah, that's true. More than two million Afghan, oh, maybe more Afghan people live in Iran, and they have the same situation as me. They have no idea about their culture, their language, their costume at all. But they are not belong to Iran, mm. and that means they are not belong to Iran, and they they far away from their origin culture. They they not belong to Afghanistan or Iran, and they are just. No one knows who are they. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so that's why uh, many many people are trying to find another country yeah. to take them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The, there's a lots of people. They have no future. Seriously, they are, have no future because they have no rights at all. They are not allowed to study, to have a good job, to live in a good area, and that's that's happened to many different many. I don't know what's called that in English. I means, for example, my, my, my son, he has no rights in Iran. It's my second generation uh -huh. and yeah. second and second. Yeah. yeah, They have no rights at all. Yeah, so that the means, the, from what I think I've heard, is that you you can't get an education or... Mm, or, or at all, or, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, as you say, working. Can you legally work? Everyone can work there, but illegally, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. And yep. there's like a it's big money, you know what I mean? There's Iran. You can you can pay money to do something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but then you don't you don't have sort of security or safety. No, or, not at right? all. You're just hoping. No, no security or safety at all for a worker. Yeah, especially just, for Afghan worker. Yeah, so you have to ho just hope that the employer yeah. is is honest. Pay you. Yeah, yeah, an honest person. Yeah, if not, you couldn't do any. Yeah, so it's a very uh, insecure, precarious situation yeah. if you're Afghan. Yeah. So how did you how did you come go from Iran to Australia? What was the, what was uh, the route? I left Iran to Pakistan. Uh, actually, I came to Australia all the way illegally. First Pakistan, then Thailand, Malaysia, and Indonesia. All just pay money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, lots of money, but <laughs> because I had no choice, uh, no choice, no idea—it's uh, a hard word for me. Sorry, no idea at all in my life. Yeah, that's why. So, I mean, that's a pretty big route to come all, all those countries, yeah. and quite difficult. I would have thought it was. It was really hard. Yeah, uh, you know. That time, I just focused to find a safe place to get somewhere safe, you know. And that's why I really, I really didn't care about any, my means about my life. I just focused on to get my goals, uh, to set my goals on. Uh, just don't care. Just coming out. <laughs> yeah. And how long? How long did it take? How long was that journey? Uh, it took me nearly. A year on the way, yeah. Yeah, right. So you you had to spend time. Yeah, spend time in countries to find some someone or yeah. 
So you, so you would have gone from Indonesia and you went by tried to go by boat to yeah. to Australia. Yeah. And you know, knowing the Australian policies to intercept, so your boat was it intercepted, stopped. Yeah, no, it, it, that, that's uh, maybe that's quite funny. But in my life, the first time when I saw in my life, the first time when I saw police cops, that made me really happy. <laughs> On that time when I was in the boat. And I saw the Australian police army on the boat. And mm -hmm. that time, I, I just feel like, oh, okay, now I'm safe. Yeah. <laughs> so excited to see them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most people would not expect that. <laughs> no, that, that time, the happiest, I think, time in my life to see a police cap. But because before that, all my life, I'm 14 now, uh, all my life just ran away from the cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were really happy, yeah. We, we just feel like, oh, after after many days, we'll be safe now. We are, we are alive. <laughs> and did you know that you would then be taken, that you would have to go to Christmas Island or one of the... Yep. The, yep. Yeah, yeah. I heard, uh, before that, I heard that. Yeah, but I think it, it should be like that anyway. Uh, not, the, not it should be taken that long, but I think they need to process who they are. You know, they should know that mm -hmm. who is coming to this country. I think everyone should respect that to be in detention center when you come to a country illegally. I think we should respect that. Oh, we have to stay in the detention center for for a while to they knows who who you, who we are so how long were you on in the uh, detention center um totally i think 10 months so a combination someone christmas island and then you were taken yeah, to yeah a month in ten, uh, christmas island and another eight or eight or nine months in curtin and that curtain's in western australia uh, i think perth yeah perth yeah yeah Hey. And when did you find out that you would be leaving leaving detention? When I was in detention center, that was my duty every day. Just running, go to the gym, go to the English class, or going to the officer of, uh, office mm -hmm. to check my name is on the wall or not. Okay. <laughs> For many years, and finally I've got my name on the paper, and the day after that, they got me off the detention center. And so then you, that was when you went to Sydney. Yeah. First of all. Yeah. Yeah. And what did did you know much about Australia before you came here? Uh really not. No. Iranian government tried to deport all the Afghan refugee back to Afghanistan, and I had no idea about Afghanistan. That's why I tried to find a better place to live for my family. That's why I moved to Pakistan. And when I was in Pakistan, everyone talked about the other countries, mm -hmm. like Australia or somewhere else. And, and I just decided, I don't know. And I'm happy now. Yeah, it takes yeah. a long time, but I'm happy, yeah. You just knew the name. It wasn't that, say, uh, Australia is this... Uh, actually, I'll, I'll watch the movies when I was back in Iran. That's Australian movies. Uh, I don't know why it was called that in uh, by Australian name, but we called Skippy. That's a kangaroo. Oh yeah, well yeah, that's really famous. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I, I, I watched that movie in Iran when I was kid. 
first impressions of when you when you got out and you started living in Sydney? What were your first impressions of life here? You know, tension is never ended in the uh, in life. Life is a big tension anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I uh, when I was in the detention center, I just focused on, oh, if I go out of the detention center, I think everything is over. But when I come out of the detention center, my tension about my family started, mm-hmm. about my wife, my son, my sisters, my brother. Yeah, because we, you know, I have to support them. I'm the oldest in my family, and it's a cultural when. The oldest in the family, like uh, especially men, have to support all the families. Yeah. My means for their food, their dressing, their everything. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah, and this started. Uh, I just after that, I just focus on find a job, working, support them, and focus to find a good lawyer to process my family's case. At the time, how how you feel? Did you feel about things at that time? Did you think that there was a good chance that you would be able to get your family here, or were you a bit worried? Oh no, I never be worried. No, you know, I, I'm I'm like a person who who like grew up or born as a refugee, and I'm still refugee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think, and I have experience of being in other countries as a refugee, but I think. Australia is doing well and I'm more happy yeah <laughs> I'm more happy uh, and uh, I, I accept this culture language everything because I'm living here and I came here by myself my means by my decision I respect that yeah so what were some of the the challenges that you experienced you mentioned that English was quite a difficult thing at the beginning Oh yeah, it was yeah, and of course, and a culture shock as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm really easygoing person. <laughs> what 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 was the thing maybe that was the biggest culture shock for you? Uh, what I said, I, I'm I'm really easy person. I'm okay with anything. Yeah, but mm, the f- I think I learned to respect people here more. I think Australian respect people, which is really good, good of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I like to be like them. Yeah. And I learned to put my voice up. I, I can speak now. Right? Mm-hmm. But when I was in my last situation, I never complain. But yeah. now sometimes I'm complaining. Okay. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining on a bad way. My means I'm speaking my voice is a bit higher now i can't say no i couldn't do that what was something that was maybe um difficult to adapt to at first or took time maybe took a bit of time to get used to between men and women yeah uh you know all when i was back in iran not that means we not respect women no we respect women but Always, you know, in, in, in my culture, I say that, oh, look, take that one. This one is heavy. You have to do it. You're a man. Yeah. Girls couldn't do that, you know, yeah. uh, that way. But Australian girls is strong. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing martial arts. I got a kick 
in my head the hardest kick than men <laughs> yeah <laughs> from the girl oh really yeah <laughs> yeah but in my culture yeah it's women is just they said they have to do something really they are really sensitive in yeah. my culture yeah but here women can work as a construction but yeah. in my culture they never do that yeah. because they think women couldn't do that because it's a heavy job <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's it shows they're cool yeah so getting used to, I guess yeah it's getting used to the, the we have different gender roles yeah 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 i've talked to other people from a few other countries where it's similar because in their culture the man is like you say the provider yeah <laughs> but in australia women are more independent and yeah and, and i think i think woman is more active here yeah <laughs> My, my wife, she, uh, she's she's a really good lady. She's really good. I love her anyway. She had done a lot for me. <laughs> Have done a lot for me. <laughs> and I like her to fit in this culture. Yeah. And she's like me. I think she's really easy going too. Yeah. So do you see that um, Afghan women here are, are more independent than they would be back home? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think try to fit in this culture, yeah. Most of Afghan women. Did you know, like, what, what were some differences you might have noticed after being in Melbourne and Sydney? Uh, I think I think Tasmanian is much friendlier than people from other states. Like, where I was being there, like, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, or Perth. I think Tasmanian is super friendly. And Tasmanian nature is the best. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I, uh, when I, at the first, when I came to Tasmania, uh, there's uh, where I was uh, um, living in Muna, there was a bar. And I went to that bar to have a beer. And I just sat at a corner with myself <laughs> and someone has come to me and said why you sit here i said um i'm alone i'm new in tasmania he asked me oh come on man join me you're not alone mate <laughs> it's so <laughs> nice of him he's older than me but it shows you know uh, how friendly is tasmanian and i'm going to a gym that called htc and they yeah. are like a, a, uh, these days actually my life is getting really busy i couldn't make time to go there uh, really sad i'm so sad and miss them but they're like a family you know they took me everywhere to the party or to the for to in a competition or everything they are really helped me now they are really good good people good friends yeah yeah because those kind of things are really important when you're coming to a new place yeah yeah Tell me a bit about what you're doing uh, at the moment. I just start managing a restaurant called Zafura Coffee. That's a Afghan restaurant, and yeah, I'm working there. That's a good experience. I try to learn a bit more about the. Actually, I, I need to learn something about my own culture as well. Anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I think I love it. Yeah. And I can introduce our food 
to the Australian. And um, if you were, if you want to introduce introduce Australians to Afghan food culture, what would be the sort of the first things you tell them about? Do you means I should talk about the food, which which kind of food, or yeah, or what would you recommend? Ah, uh, recommend. Uh, actually, on that restaurant we have uh, one uh, bulani. Bulani is really traditional, especially for I think Hazara, and we have gobbly pulao. Uh, bulani is like a flat bread. We fill it with potato and spring onion, and that's really yummy. And gobbly pulao, which is uh, rice with sultan and carrots and we serve it with the lime shanks and that's really yummy and good yeah. i recommend that and we have kebabs as well so you said that you're uh trying to learn yourself a bit more about afghan culture oh yeah what sort of what sort of things uh, do you think you need to know more about uh i have different accent to my community people Okay. Because uh, I've been away from Afghanistan. And, you know, when you, uh, it, it, I don't know, it's a, I think it's good, actually. When you live in, in a country, you have to, you know, go with that society. My means you have to feed with that society. And that's why I really lost my uh, original accent. I couldn't speak. Properly, Hazaragi. I have completely different accent. At that point, I, I really try to, uh, you know, use traditional word or speaking the way how my mother speaks. Yeah, because right. <laughs> what I, what I think I've been told, the uh, Hazara language is similar to Farsi. Different can, accent than the other. But they can understand each other. Yeah, yeah, we can understand. But but real has uh, I think Hazari and Farsi is mixed together now. Mm-hmm. It's e- easy to understand. But I think if if someone is, is speak correctly Hazari, it's really hard to understand. Okay. <laughs> and and you know has has uh, Hazari means Hazara is not a, just one group. Each state has a different dialogue and different accent. Okay. Yeah, and it makes it a bit complicated. <laughs> How did you actually get your first job in Tasmania? Uh, one of my, my friends from Red Cross, he helped me. Uh, the first job, oh, I applied online, sorry. But okay. the second, at Hill Street, one of my friends, he worked in at the Red Cross. He used to be worked there, and he helped me to get there. Okay. Yeah, and I, I know it's really hard to find a job in Tasmania. And... I think you're, that demonstrates the way people get jobs in Tasmania. So you need to. It really helps to know somebody. Yeah. Who can yeah. Yeah. Exactly. To have a Tasmanian reference or something. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying that to, as you probably know now, it's there's not that many jobs that you just find advertised. Yeah. Yeah. On even online or in the paper. No, I, I think I, I was lucky to get a job here. And yeah, at the first when I came, I applied online to get the uniform city and start work with them. And then when I lost it because my boss he's retired and sold his company, uh-huh. that's why I lost it. And then that my friend he helped me to get in the Hill Street, and now I've got 
this job and new experience again. Yeah. Of course, in the last few weeks, there's been some pretty big um, things that have happened for the Afghan community. Afghan community, yeah. community. Mm-hmm. And I believe you were at one of the rallies last yeah. weekend. Yeah, we were in Launceston yesterday for the rallies, yeah. So, could you tell me, could you tell me a bit more about what what went on there and what in Afghanistan at the rally and, ah. and, and, and Afghanistan too, of course. Uh, actually, it's really nice to see people who are support Afghan community or Afghan people supporting Afghan uh, Afghan people in Afghanistan. It's really nice to see that, and I think that's the only thing we can we can show that. We are not happy with the Taliban, and mm. we are worried about the people in Afghanistan. That's the only way, I think. So, uh, how how have the the locals of Afghan community how or how has people generally been feeling about the changes in Afghanistan recently? Oh, everyone is shocked, yeah, and everyone yeah. is worried, of course, because they have family back in Afghanistan. Uh, and actually, I really like to say that um, because I feel everyone, all the Afghan people here have a family back in Afghanistan. But I, I really can understand and feel people who came to Australia like me as a refugee. Mm-hmm. I, I know many, many good friends of me. They have no visa here and they couldn't go back to Afghanistan to visit their family or they couldn't support their family back in Afghanistan. And they have family, you know, they have children, they have mother, father, sisters and brothers. They are in danger in Afghanistan with that bad situation. Mm. And they're here. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's really hard when you when you live in a good situation and you, you have a family in a really bad situation on the hand. You couldn't really enjoy it or you couldn't feel comfortable. Thanks for explaining explaining that because I think it's important for yeah. people to understand. Look, when I, when I talk with friends, like, look, I have a children, yeah. When I go to work, I really miss him, miss her, you know. Mm-hmm. I just want to finish work, go back home to see my children. But they're here for more than nine or ten years and they couldn't see their family back there. With <laughs> when I, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, onto a more. Um, but uh, you mentioned your your kids. Um, so you've got one who's at he's at school here. Oh yeah, yeah. He's ten. He's uh, going to school now. Yeah. And how's uh, how's he adapting to school? in Aussie yet? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting to it, I think. At the first, it was really hard for him because when he arrived, he had no English. Yeah. And of course, he has some difficulty still, but but he's much better now. He met some friends there. He learned English. And sometimes he fixed my grammar. (laughs) 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 Yeah. No, he's better than me now. His English is much better than me in two years. <laughs> yeah, kids kids learn the language uh, so quickly. Yeah, 
they just pick up very easy. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> is, he, is he talking like an Australian? Uh, I think, yeah. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all that thing is so funny with him. He makes me joke with my accent as well. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he got really Australian accent, yeah. about the past so what 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 do you think the what would you like to happen in the future how do you see your future in tasmania i have a plan to start my own business as a tailoring tailor tailor (laughs) (laughs) yeah tailor yeah because uh, when i was back in iran i had a small family business we made any type of clothes at home and took them to the market and i really focus on that to start my own business here yeah i like to have like tasmanian jumper yeah, yeah. <laughs> made in tasmania yeah, yeah. So, so you mean you making make clothes clothes yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, my future plan to start it hopefully sounds like a, yeah sounds like a good plan yeah. and um when you when you were when you were doing it in iran what what kind of clothes did you make we made any type like any for any seasons for women and men yeah yeah so did you make them to to order or oh no no it's just like uh you know uh we met lots of them and took them to the market yeah to sell (laughs) 